Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome back to Politico Tech. Today is Tuesday, September 5th. I'm your host, Stephen Overly. Let's jump right into the big news today. The Senate is back in Washington after an August away, and senators are returning with an agenda steeped in tech issues. Joining me to forecast the next several months are Politico reporters Rebecca Kern. Hey. And Brendan Bordelon. Hey, how's it going? They'll be back running the halls of Congress this month, so I wanted to check in with them to hear what they'll be watching. So let's kick things off with AI, because I feel like in the Senate, AI is going to be a major focus uh, this fall. You know, next week, I know Senator Chuck Schumer is kind of corralling uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Satya Nadella, Sam Altman, like the AI Avengers, right, to kind of <laughs> uh, come in and talk about it. What are you expecting to come from that? Yeah, uh, AI is, is so hot right now, as you mentioned, Stephen. Um, and uh, on September 13th, uh, there's going to be this uh, first of, uh, I think, roughly a dozen um, AI insight forums. That's what Schumer is calling them. Uh, he's going to be bringing together just voices kind of across the AI ecosystem this first one is a uh, very wide ranging. Uh, we got everybody from Elon Musk to Mark Zuckerberg to um, Sam Altman, uh, Sundar Pichai. Uh, that's the Google CEO. Um, we even have the Nvidia CEO Jensen Huang, who's going to be there. That's a chip maker, uh, one of the biggest uh, chip makers for AI. So I'm actually expecting a very wide ranging conversation. It is closed press, uh, so we are going to get a readout Hello. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe we'll see like a little uh, uh, preview of the Zuckerberg Musk fight go on in there. But uh, unfortunately, we're not going to actually have cameras in there. But I do think it's likely to be a little less focused than some of these other forums that we're going to see later on in the fall. But I also think this is Schumer's sort of kickstart to, to what's uh, likely to be some kind of legislation emerging, probably not until early next year. This is definitely the start of a marathon uh, more than a sprint uh, in the Senate on AI. I know that some of those um, forums are on topics like national security and some of the other sort of both pitfalls and opportunities around AI. You know, we had Senator Todd Young on the podcast, and he sort of uh, diminished or downplayed this idea that comprehensive AI legislation was on the horizon. It does seem like Chuck Schumer has commented in the past that that's something he might like to see. Do you have a sense yet of where all of these listening sessions, info sessions, whatever they're calling them, will actually lead? Uh, I think Young is probably on the right track here. You know, it's, it's worth noting that Young was tapped by Schumer as one of his sort of like three main AI lieutenants in the Senate. So it's not like they are not regularly in conversations here. Schumer himself has said that this is going to be a really heavy lift to get comprehensive AI legislation this cycle. We're almost through this year. Uh, next year is an election cycle. Uh, everything's going to pretty much stall. Um, and they, you know, I think as evidenced by these inside forums, don't really know what they want to do yet on AI. I think they're facing a lot of public pressure to do something, given how transformative people expect this technology to be. But I think at some level, to Schumer's credit, he is kind of trying to learn first about the technology and then legislating, which is different from, I think, what you often see. But that is likely to lead to a bill that comes out probably too late to get much traction, at least, I think, until after the election. So people I talk to say the best case scenario for big, sweeping, comprehensive AI legislation is going to be the lame duck. You know, we're more likely to see piecemeal uh, AI legislation come out, kind of like nibbling away at some of these things, uh, issues on the margins. Which is interesting because it does put the U.S. behind the EU, mm -hmm. behind China, behind some of these other countries that, that are regulating this, which is yeah, a, common, uh, a common position uh, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to tech regulation, uh, for sure. Um, but here we are again with AI. Obviously, Schumer and Young, uh, you know, they're part of this sort of gang of four that's working on AI. 
Who else in the Senate are you watching, either on the comprehensive sort of bill or these more piecemeal pieces of legislation you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you know, sort of focusing on the idea that there is probably more likely to be these kind of like uh, edge cases where AI uh, legislation advances. I'm looking a lot at, at Senator Gary Peters right now. He's the chair of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. He has been moving legislation, I think, you know, a relatively small ball in the grand scheme of what we've been talking about, but focused on the government's use of AI and kind of preparing the federal government for, I think, what we're more likely to see next legislative cycle, which will be big regulatory efforts. So things like really basic things, like just like standing up an office of AI policy and, and regulation, like in each agency. A little more ambitious stuff is maybe around procurement. So Obviously, the government's going to be a big uh, client uh, for these tools and how the government decides to buy them is uh, very likely to have an impact on how the industry ends up using them uh, right. and developing these technologies. So that kind of thing. Um, I think I would look out for some of the senators, you know, the key senators in the, in the defense areas as well, because, uh, you know, I think the NDAA, the year end defense bill, you know, the Senate's bill has a lot of things around AI, specifically, I think how the Pentagon would use it. But we're likely to see some more stuff tacked on to those uh, bills as well. So um, again, you know, nothing sweeping, nothing super comprehensive, but I think, you know, sort of gearing up the federal government for a more aggressive, more comprehensive AI approach next cycle, that would be my bet. Well, I know that um, you touched on the NDAA, and so I'll sort of quickly ask. That's usually a end of year kind of yeah. circus, uh, and a lot of these, a lot of these bills that get attached to it don't actually make it across the finish line. Do we have a sense yet of whether some of these AI bills? have enough support to cross that threshold? Or is it too soon to tell? Yeah, I don't think that these issues are particularly um, controversial uh, between the House and the Senate, the provisions in the Senate defense bill. It's stuff like requiring bug bounty programs for for AI tools used by the Defense Department, just like literally like just having the Pentagon to like update their current policies on AI. And um, there's actually like weirdly a requirement for financial regulators to issue sort of a report on how they would regulate AI to kind of just like shoehorn that in there. But I don't see any of that being like a real like bone of contention between right. Republicans and Democrats. Because again, it's just like, let's kind of get our ducks in a row before what's likely to be kind of a flood of real rules on AI. And I think you're likely to see a lot of contention around those. But this is kind of just like gearing up for that debate and that fight. Right. And it does seem like AI, at least for now, is bipartisan in kind of the approach. We'll see yeah. if that holds. We've um, seen that before on tech, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it we, we, bipartisan <laughs> and then kind of falls apart. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. A different issue in the Senate that has made some progress, at least before lawmakers left in July, were these two bills to protect children's privacy and online safety, the Children and Teens Online Privacy and Protection Act and the Kids Online Safety Act. Hopefully I got those uh, yes, mouthful. Did. Uh, yes. did I do that right, Rebecca? Yes. Excellent. So. It feels like we've been here before with this legislation. What is different this time? We have been here before. Um, both those bills are bipartisan and passed out of the Senate Commerce Committee last year. What is different this time is we have a lot more co-sponsors, at least for the Kids Online Safety Act. 
like over 40, which is a lot in the Senate. And it's from both sides of the aisle. And it's kind of an unlikely duo. It's Tennessee Republican Marsha Blackburn and Connecticut Democrat Richard Blumenthal. And what this bill would do is basically mandate that these tech companies build safety into their products from the start. It would also allow state attorney generals to take action on content that they view as violative of the law um, that that would be forcing these companies to remove behavior or algorithms that could be promoting, say, unhealthy eating directed to kids or suicidal thoughts. So, um, Which are all issues that, like, researchers have identified yes, as being problems and, on right, Facebook, and, TikTok, etc. Right. The U.S. Surgeon General has been coming out very strong. So has the Biden administration. And, and there's research saying in the last decade, like, um, the number of um, mental health crises and, and suicide has really increased among young people. So there's a lot um, at stake here. Um, but uh, and, and what we also have are states starting to act, which we, we often see in the uh, la- you know, absence of a federal action. We have um, at least California leading with their kind of version of the Kids Online Safety Act called the Age Appropriate Design Code. Um, and that passed uh, last September. It has been challenged in court by NetChoice, tech's big lobbying group, claiming it infringes on kids' First Amendment rights to speak online. So that could be a preview of a future battle if COSA ever were to move forward. Well, on, on COSA, yeah. Biden has come out in support of COSA, right? Which it He just... has come out. He hasn't named the law, but he has come out in, in support of regulating tech and, and kids' online safety. So we are inferring that. And he wants stronger kids' online privacy protections, which is COPPA 2.0. So, um, yes, he has asked Congress to act on these issues. And um, we haven't we don't have a position from the administration statement yet. It's really up to Schumer to move them because they both passed on voice vote um, unanimously out of the committee, which had happened before. But then they just quietly died last year when he didn't bring them. Um, I think what's different, like I said, there are state um, laws now that are um, already acting on these issues. And uh, the EU and UK are acting on these issues. So we, right. we already know tech can follow the law and follow these similar provisions overseas. They're just not wanting to here. What is the prognosis for these bills in the House? You know, obviously, if Biden is supporting, but if, you know, he's actually going to sign them, it'd have to clear the Republican-controlled House, right? the big question. So one big question is, will Schumer bring them to the floor? Um, You know, he's indicated in um, his letter to colleagues earlier this summer that online safety is a priority. He didn't name the bills, but that, you know, the advocates definitely jumped on that as like, oh, this is a good sign. And there's going to be a lot of pressure from parents. A lot of moms have come to the Hill and pressured lawmakers who've lost kids to cyberbullying. It's all very, very sad. I've been in those meetings, too. But we have Kathy McMorris Rogers in the House leading House Energy Commerce, and she is not giving up on her um, push for comprehensive privacy legislation, which does include some privacy protections for kids. But she feels like if she breaks apart just the kids' safety and, and privacy, she's giving up her big goal. And this is what she's told us. 
thing is, we have not seen her big bill reintroduce the um, American Data Privacy Protection Act. So my prediction is if Schumer does bring it to the floor and it does pass, she will be forced to reckon with it. Um, right. Because I've also been told by these kids advocates they are going to go real hard on these lawmakers saying, you know, do you hate children? Like, do you not care about <laughs> their online safety? And uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, and it, it's interesting. It reminds me in some ways of a few years ago when the tech industry was up against bills for online sex trafficking, yes. where you sort of had the tech industry on one side and on the other side were these like very emotional arguments, right, with like w- witnesses who had very compelling yeah. stories about how they had been harmed by online action, right? Yeah. And it's very difficult if you're Meta or Google or TikTok or whatever to stand next to, to a mom who's, who's yeah. lost a kid to cyberbullying, yeah. right, and, and yeah. say these policies aren't needed. Right. Um, so that'll be a fight to watch. Well, I want to do kind of a rapid fire with you both on the Senate um, with a few other issues that have been talked about at you know, various points, but who, you know, I'm curious to hear from you kind of where they might land. Let's start with TikTok. You know, uh, there was a lot of attention on TikTok here in Washington. Some of that has shifted to the states. Is anything going to happen on TikTok in the Senate? I'd be pretty surprised to see anything. The legislation that was out earlier this year from Senators uh, Mark Warner, uh, the chair of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, uh, and John Thune, uh, he's the uh, majority whip. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, ambition and excitement around that, given the fact, I think, particularly these are two powerful senators. Uh, and then kind of the AI wave hit uh, and everything Just kind of took everything and away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was that. I think it was also kind of a recognition as well that, like, this is a much more complicated issue. Uh, the idea of banning TikTok or giving the, the Biden administration more tools to ban TikTok. A far more complicated issue than I think people gave it credit for, right. um, not just on kind of the, the economic front. Also, just legally, I think there's just a lot more hurdles than I think they anticipated. And I think there was sort of a question of, do we want to waste all our time legislating this and still end up losing in court? And what I've heard from Cantwell, who does share Senate commerce, is like she wants her own bite of the apple. <laughs> Because why not? And her bill would try to not give commerce as much power, which has been the Republican pushback to Warner's bill, the Restrict Act. But similarly, it's so late in the game. And um, I, I, and TikTok has launched such a strong um, lobbying campaign against anything. I don't think anything will happen. We also have the First Amendment. So that, that, that little thing to real, deal with. Real yeah. tough right. to, um, yeah, if you can't tell, listener, sense. Brendan and Rebecca are too knowledgeable for rapid fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know so much about this stuff. Chips and Science Act, you know, there a lot of focus was put on the funding for actually yep. production of microchips, but there's still money left to be allocated for some of these agencies. Is that going to happen? I'm going to try to be rapid here. Uh, no, uh, it won't. Um, I, so to be a little less rapid, the um, <laughs> the legislation put about $200 billion in authorized money, but uh, has not appropriated any of that money. I think the Senate would be game to putting a little more money into agencies like the National Science Foundation, the Department of Energy. Again, we're talking about competition with China. Uh, obviously, the House is ultimately the originator of all that, and Republicans run the House. They're going to fall short of those authorizations this year. I think they're likely to fall short in future years. But uh, no, I don't see big money coming down the pike anytime soon for the science agencies. And then last one is just antitrust. You know, we had Congressman Ken Buck on the podcast. He basically told us antitrust is dead in the House. Is it dead in the Senate? He's right. And he's right on both. Yes. He was pulled off his leadership role by Jim Jordan and judiciary. And that's a real um, sign that Jim Jordan does not care about antitrust. And um, 
And in in the Senate, similarly, like I I don't think there's appetite this time around. Tech really lobbied really hard against those bills, and um, I don't see um, a law movement. Yeah, I mean the Senate was the priority. The Senate was the issue last cycle in some ways. I mean, people kind of rightly or wrongly blame Schumer for not bringing the bills to the floor. Uh, the antitrust bills, Schumer right. is still in charge, uh, and um, you know I think he would say he didn't have the votes. A lot of the momentum's moved on to new topics. Got it. So to recap. AI this fall, online children's safety this fall, everything else probably not is the the cliff notes, yeah. which is the classic like TVD if those yeah. move. Right? And that's yeah. the classic yeah. story of the Senate, right? You know, right. focus on maybe one thing, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave everything for the next cycle. Right, put out the fire in front of you today, <laughs> uh, as I like to say. Um, but listen, the three of us will be back next Monday doing a similar breakdown in the House. Um, but Rebecca and Brendan appreciate you both being here. Sure, thanks Thank for having you. me. Thanks for having us. That's all for Politico Tech today. For more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. And tell us what you're watching for in the Senate's AI agenda. Email us at techpodcast at politico.com. Music in today's show comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our senior producer is Annie Reese. Our editors are Steve Heuser and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. See you back here tomorrow.